0: Chip kills, I I just want to talk about. So obviously in the new Guilty Gear game, they've decided to remove chip kills. And this is a trend that's existing in a lot of fighting games these days, where you can take chip damage, but you can't die by chip. And you know, this is actually something that kind of bothers me. Not because I think chip kills necessarily should exist in every fighting game. I, I really honestly think that uh, every single game needs to be evaluated on whether chip kills should be a thing or not. Um, The thing that bothers me is whenever someone does bring up the idea that chip kills should exist, you know, a lot of people argue that they don't like the idea of chip kills, and chip kills are something that, you know... um, uh, are lame when you die by chip in a, in a checkmate situation like a meaty fireball or a meaty EX uppercut or something like that it's kind of lame um, that you know uh, it, it's unhyped that way dying that way it's better if you could actually you know earn the last hit and uh, you know not kill somebody by chipping them to death because that's not earning it and you have better comeback potential without it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I really, really do feel like uh, the the thing that bothers me the most is that sentiment um, that a lot of people feel like that it's unearned. That it's one of those situations where you know it, you got to earn that last hit and whatever. Because you know there are debates that go the other way. That I personally feel like a lot of the time comebacks are unearned because of lack of chip kill. Like for example, someone brought up Venom, right? Venom is a scary character because once he gets you down to no, like a tiny bit of health, once he starts getting the, the pool balls going and it's like almost impossible to, to beat him a lot of the times because of the way that the balls are all over the screen, it's hard to avoid chip and everything like that. And uh, without chip kills now, people are going to make comebacks on Venom because they're slowly going to be able to try to get in on him. And even though this character is designed in such a way that he's meant to be threatening with this setup, it really hurts his style, right? A character like Dalsum, for example, gets hurt so badly by lack of chip kills because once he gets you down to slight health, he's not going to be able to kill you with fireball pressure anymore, right? That was his whole case. Now, obviously, it would make a character like Guile stronger, and people probably don't want to see Guile get any stronger. But again, it's all, you know, case by case basis. It's just, it really just depends on the game. And, um, you know, right now for Street Fighter V, for example, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know if Venom is going to make it back as well, Sora. I really don't think Venom is going to make make it back. Just probably because the character is a little too wacky, and they probably don't want to make him that wacky uh, anymore at this point in time. So, um, But yeah, see, again, if Sim has an instant overhead from decent decent distance from about half a screen away and so he's got this little 50/50 mix up on you but again the problem is one it's a risk that he has to take and two it doesn't matter if you have zero health or three pixels or four pixels that's gonna kill you there's no difference between it right and one of the trends that i personally don't like about the latest chip kill deaths in something like street fighter four is the fact that it does do a giant chunk close to the end of life. Uh, I had talked about this yesterday on the Tuesday show. One of my favorite things about the Street Fighter 2 games was that once you actually get to the point where chip kill becomes a danger, um, once your life gets really, really low, all chip damage starts only doing a pixel of chip. So no matter what, you have to have zero health to die, right? You have to have exactly zero health to die. It was interesting that they thought of that a long time ago. They implemented that back in Street Fighter 2 days, but they didn't implement that in Street Fighter 4, which I think is kind of a shame, to be uh, 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 to be honest. But the way that it works is, um, yeah, as long as there aren't infinite block stun moments, but that's the thing, right? I mean, if there's infinite block stun moments then there's there's more wrong with your game than chip kills at this situation and i think marvel 2 spiral and strider doom are are amazing teams and that's what makes them so cool and effective is that the actual fear of chip death makes them an effective team you know and and it's weird by not having chip death i feel like even just taking chip damage at all is not very scary you know because in the end it's kind of inconsequential. So uh ST had two pixel chip kills. Uh did it really? Uh I don't remember that happening unless it was very specific because you did say unessential that most chip kills are one pixel long. Uh one pixel. So um Yeah, exactly. Blockstring Infinites would be would be terrible. So, uh, and that's the thing. Like old Sagat wouldn't be as scary without chip kills, but you know what? Old Sagat is just broken himself, right? He's a problem in himself. He he's broken regardless of whether you talk about chip kills or not. Now, and what Like I said, the thing that on the Tuesday show that I was trying to talk about the most and the thing that kind of frustrated me the most is the idea that chip kills are unearned, that chip kills are not rewarding, that they're not hype, right? That that you'd rather see the character have the ability to make this zero health comeback than to see chip kills. And again, a lot of people base their opinion on how things work you know, on on the concept of one style. Like, a lot of people are probably still thinking about Street Fighter Four chip kills, where you could have several pixels and a fireball would still kill you or an uppercut would kill you. If it was down to the point where once you got that low on health, every chip damage was doing one pixel, I don't think people would mind. And it would still create a lot of tension. I remember back in the Street Fighter II days, um... Whenever someone had like three pixels or two pixels, it was really exciting. It was really hype because you knew then they could only take three more blocks before they die. And so every time they block something, you, your mentally brain's going, oh, God, there's one more. Oh, God, there's another one. Oh, and then he's dead. And it was like super hype. And, and, and it mattered. And you had to try to avoid that. And that actually added to a lot of real excitement because... When you saw someone make a comeback in that kind of situation, especially against chip monsters, it was really, really cool. If Honda forced you into a wake-up uppercut, now, of course, granted, back in the day, wake-ups were one frame, but if Honda did hand-slap to you when you were getting up and you managed to do a proper reversal, you were just like, good on you, right? There was even those really interesting situations where Ken Mirrors, for example, that A strong uppercut beat a jab uppercut, a fierce uppercut beat a strong uppercut, but a jab uppercut beat a fierce uppercut because they would miss and jab uppercut would land first and they could punish the fierce uppercut on landing. So whenever you got someone to zero health in a Ken versus Ken mirror, it was like you you forced everybody into a guessing game like, are you going to do like a jab uppercut or a strong uppercut or a fierce uppercut? It was actually really, really cool. It was really, really fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, maybe Marvel 3 Morgan was something that kind of uh, hurt a lot of people. Uh, interesting from Naleb here is, at the end, I hated SFV, no chip kill. Now I feel like you must earn that chip kill, baiting V trigger. Yeah, and, you know, I talked about this before. One of the things that I don't like about that is that even if I have zero health, And the opponent has a big chunk of life left. If I'm sitting on full resources, one hit on neutral is going to basically, is basically the same thing, right? As the zero health guy, I don't really feel that much more scared than the opponent does. Because I can still kill in one hit. And granted, even if there was chip kill, I could still kill in one hit. But if there was chip kill, there are newer win conditions for the guy who has more health. The guy who has more health should be rewarded with the ability to kill somebody in a simpler way. I just feel like that is better. I just feel like that. You're rewarded for that. And again, like I said, this is particular to Street Fighter games, which is very neutral-based, which is very footsie-heavy, in which you can avoid these kind of things, right? Obviously, games like BB Tag and Dragon Ball and all these other games where you can barely avoid chip kill... You know, it's fine that you actually can't die by chip, and it probably works better for those games, but I feel like in a Street Fighter game, it would be better to have the chip kill. Now, obviously, you know, people have talked about different characters are have different ways to implement the chip, right? Like Zangief, for example. He has literally no green hand in this game, so he won't be able to chip kill somebody. You know what? That's fine. He's never been able to... do. He couldn't chip kill people in hyperfighting either, right? Unless he did a point-blank lariat and nobody ever really did that. But it didn't really matter. Like, who cares? I have a command throw that reaches farther away than every other character. It's fine. Like, the fact that different characters have different abilities to take advantage of Chip is the nature of fighting games. And one of the hardest things that I felt like Street Fighter V did was homogenize characters a lot, right? Everybody has a punishable sweep. Everybody has, like, a... you know the same concept that you can't combo from crouching light kicks very easily and like they homogenize so much of nobody has an invincible uppercut etc 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 and that's the kind of thing that really annoys me and yeah peter o611 says akuma would be obnoxious with chip kills and you're absolutely right he would be uh very very obnoxious with chip kills. Right now, Street Fighter V is designed in a way that adding chip kills to it directly would not be a very good idea. But, uh, I couldn't remember if you could die by chip in Granblue, but I think it did. I think it did. So... But, you know, I like it when games have these... Di- I really wish one character in Street Fighter V would have a more safe sweep. Like, I'm not saying, like, Kami should get it, but Kami has, for example, a very short-range sweep, so why not make her safer on block, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I like having characters with exceptions. It's one of the things that kind of makes Tekken really neat, is that Tekken has all these concepts. It's one of the things that makes Tekken hard to learn, mind you, though, but because Tekken has all these very universal concepts, but every, ca- every concept has an exception from like one character or two characters, and I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a fan of... Uh, uh, and that's the thing, too. In Guilty Gear in particular, so, you know, uh, Boats and Joes mentioned that in MK11 you can save yourself from chip if you have a full defensive bar. In Guilty Gear, you have the, the, the faultless defense, That's what it was there for. It was designed to help save you from chip kills. So it's very odd to me that they decided to remove chip kills from the game. There's literally a mechanic put into the game to save you from chip kills. And like I said, if you really want to, you could just make the meter drain slower than it does when you use the faultless defense, when you use the green blocking, so that... um, Hi, Kitty. So that you know the chip kills are less likely, and you know it would require smart usage, right? If you're blocking normals, you wouldn't use the as defense. You would try to turn it on only when you're about to take chip, and so it would require some skill to to, to survive that kind of thing. And uh, I like that. I, I I think that would be really really cool. Um. Yeah, V-reversals are a weird one, say no to weebs. Uh, They're just not strong enough, in my opinion. Yeah, and and that's another question, Nutacan. Honestly, I'm not sure if if it's only just for pushback purposes, right? To push the opponent back further because they're not preventing chip kills anymore. You can air block everything anyway. So I'm not really sure what faultless defense is for. Like, I, I would like to remove the air block everything and the lack of chip kills from Guilty Gear and make it so that Faultless Defense works for that. But then just make Faultless Defense drain a lot less meter than it currently does in modern game. Yeah, it saves your risk gauge, but it's just, it doesn't feel like it's as, as potent. It doesn't seem like it's as... Useful anymore because it was such a heavy component of Guilty Gear and I know they probably want to take that away because it was kind of an obtuse vague mechanic, but you know It just feels like at this point in time it almost might as well just uh, get rid of it at the point at this point so yeah, maybe. Maybe it will end up being the same if you take extra risk damage when you air block things. Maybe you still want to green block everything in the air, but it's just it's just weird. I don't know. It's kind of weird like that. So yeah, uh, that's true. Some characters like Faust need to rely on that. Uh, if they even have it, right? Are, are they going to keep that in there? Are they going to keep that kind of stuff in there? Are they going to keep, because remember, that Faust trick is a glitch, right? Basically, because faultless defense is two buttons, there's the ability to Kara cancel. There's the ability to plink it. So when you jump in the air and you hit down kick with Faust, that stops his momentum and he starts to drill. But you can do that move and immediately, in one frame, cancel the startup of the move into a faultless defense. So as soon as you hit the button, stops and he starts as 2k but then in the next frame you hit a second button which pl- basically you're plinking the button so now all of a sudden he goes into a faultless defense which is essentially neutral in the air so the first frame stops his momentum then he goes into faultless defense and he has access to whatever he wants so he can do instant overheads by jump doing you know, the faultless defense trick, and then kick on the way down, and that gives that power to him, and I wonder if they're going to keep stuff like that. There is a potential they may get rid of stuff like that, because it is a little more complex. It is kind of a legacy thing, and uh, I know that they, you know, they're thinking about trying to remove the legacy requirements, etc., etc. Well, the reason why Boats and Joes, I would call it a glitch, is because it was a glitch, but they've chosen to keep it, right? Jump installs another one, that was a glitch. And they were like, whatever, we'll keep it. We'll let you, we'll just, we'll keep jump installs and in fact, continue to keep programming the game in the way that jump installs continue to work but then they they just basically kept it in the game. So they were glitches, then they became features. They were bugs that were turned into features as well. Also, guys, if you want to ask me questions and stuff, feel free to put in, um, feel free to put in at Jay Chenzor in the chat as well to make sure that I do see the question because that would uh, be easier. That will make it easier for me to see the question as I stare at the camera and the microphone, etc. Um, they specifically are hiding something about Roman cancel. I don't know what that exactly means, uh, Boats and Joes. Yeah, the the cancels of normals into special moves was a glitch. Um, I think th- I, in that article, the... the um, the You know, the dialogue history where a bunch of people talked about it, they found it, and it was a glitch, and they kept it. In fact, uh, Seth Killian told me at one point in time that Viper's ability to cancel Seismo was a glitch that he told them to keep in the game. So Seismo being able to cancel, ching, 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 fake like that, was actually a glitch. And uh, Seth liked it and said that that was actually really cool and probably something that uh, Viper would need, and so she kept it, so that's actually really, really cool. Yeah, I don't know what Blue RC means exactly, but they said something, you can do crazy stuff with Roman cancel, but we don't want to tell you yet. Interesting. Okay. So there's one more thing you can do with Roman cancels they haven't announced. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, uh, back to chip kills, you know, one of the things that makes me worried about the lack of chip kills is it really does hurt, you know, archetypes, right? Now, obviously, as we mentioned, whatever, that's fine because mechanics don't necessarily, are, you know, are, shouldn't be beneficial to everyone. But I just feel like zoners in general become that much weaker, so, for example, Dalsam in Super Turbo, well, yes, he's kind of a broken character. I think he's the best character in the game, along with Claw slash Vega. Um, you know, if he didn't have the chip kill with Fireball, once you got to low health, all of a sudden you stop caring about blocking Fireballs, right? If I have a tiny chunk left and he's throwing Fireballs at me, I'm not going to neutral jump his Fireballs. I'm just going to walk up and block them and keep trying to find ways in. By the time you get back to down to about this chunk, all of a sudden your brain shuts off on whether you have this much health or zero health. Because at that point, it's just logic just to start blocking the fireballs because trying to avoid the fireballs is going to get you killed. So you would rather just sit there and block it into zero health as opposed to trying to maintain that little bit of health you have so you can block more emergency special moves. You know? Uh, that's kind of, you know one of the things that was you know that that lack of chip kill creates when you have this much health left your strategy you actually feel safer in a weird way you actually feel less like you want to avoid special moves like when you have this much and you're taking chip damage you're kinda concerned by the time you get here where one crouching medium kick is gonna kill you you stop caring whether or not you're blocking special moves because you're gonna die by one hit so you would rather block special moves so in a way getting from you know a tiny chunk of life to zero health when you have a tiny chunk of life you're actually safer I feel like you actually feel more secure with that little health than you are with a little bit more health. It's just by the time you get to that little bit of chunk where one poke is going to kill you, all of a sudden the life doesn't matter anymore. And that's one of the things that really kind of uh, bothers me. Uh, Howard throws and high-low mix-ups in Guilty Gear generally. Uh, Throws used to be one frame, so throws were really, really strong for certain characters, and a lot of characters had command throws. High-low was a big deal in Guilty Gear. High-low is... Guilty Gear has always been one of the craziest high-low mix-up games. There's a lot of brutal high-low mix-ups in that game. So, um... You see, do I think removing one-frame throws will have a huge impact on gameplay? I do, and I don't. uh, I mean, the thing about it was that um, one-frame throws are really powerful because you could throw people in the middle of block strings really well. You could throw bad meaties really, really well. It forced people to have tighter jump-in strings off of their instant air dashes. Uh, Otherwise, they became vulnerable to throws. However, uh, those situations were very specific. And once you got used to them, uh, there were ways to get around them. A lot of characters just had throw invul moves, right? So, like, Biken had that kick where she, like, just lifts up her leg and slides forward. That move was just throw invul naturally. So uh, there was a lot of ways to counter a lot of things. You could throw Johnny's 6K, for example, where he slides and kicks. You could throw it a lot easier on reaction. You probably can't do that as much. Run up throw is probably not going to be as strong because some characters could actually run throw pretty decently. Um, but the thing about it is, with the changes with the gameplay overall being less hectic. I don't know if that's going to be as big of a problem. So, for example, if you instant air dash at people, you know, before, you had to make sure that you were like, you, you did like kick punch, kick slash, to make sure that you got the latest, you know, possible hit. But now you can't even gatling from punches and kicks into slashes and heavy slashes. So it's probably going to be kind of a moot situation anyway. You're just going to have different strings that you use when you instant air dash in uh for example um, yeah SNK inputs are nuts but not only are they nuts just because they put in weird uh codes like the actual codes for the move are kind of weird but they just read inputs really interesting well, they fixed that a lot in 14 uh they didn't have a lot of the old KOF 13 and previous uh weird uh input glitches that were just basically features in the game samurai showdown is also another one that got rid of a lot of those things however samurai showdown introduced a lot of their own input glitches like for example running forward and trying to do a backwards uppercut is really hard because if you run forward and do backwards uppercut you come out with forward uppercut sometimes or something and it's like Uh excuse me? (laughs) I mean you saw it at Canada Cup this last weekend. Andy OCR had a bunch of input errors and a lot of that comes from just the SNK's wonkiness uh with the way that the inputs are. So yeah, and interestingly enough about Guilty Gear, the combos being long It's like very it's certain characters and then some characters didn't even really have that long combos. But then people just figured out ways to do long combos. It's really interesting because in my brain the combos in Guilty Gear are very long. But then I think of guys like Chip and I think of guys like Eno, and then you know, you think of characters like that, and you're like, geez, these combos are actually really long. But like characters like Raven didn't have particularly long combos, right? Johnny had some crazy coin loops in the corner. Um yeah, some of the characters had some really, really long combos and stuff like that. But um, So I wouldn't mind seeing them shorten down the combos. I'm just not sure I like the way that they're doing it. So uh, What are my thoughts on additional sequels of fighting games having certain legacy characters, normals, and specials removed? I think it's fine. Uh, it was something that I learned to be okay with thanks to Vampire Savior. Because Vampire Savior was one of the first fighting games where they just excised a bunch of special moves. Like, Felicia was the sand splash, and she had the little bouncing roll. And uh, Victor had the dash kick and the dash punch, you know, where he slid forward like this. And then, uh, you know, uh, Sasquatch had the fireball where he stretched his mouth, and he shot the fireball across the screen. And they got rid of all of those things, right? Like, Sasquatch all of a sudden now just had this puff in front of his face. Victor lost all of his sonic boom moves, except now one where his head just grew to gigantic side... Size and then Felicia, you know, just didn't gain this neco punch thing where she threw the ball and attacked it. And you know, at first I was like, "Why would you change this? This is terrible." But it it, it actually weirdly did a good job preparing me for for the future, future proofing me, as you will, to being okay with all games like changing legacy stuff. And you know, I don't mind that. But yeah, like Slayer isn't even that long of a combo. Uh, like Boats and Joe says. Uh, don't you feel like stage extend transitions should extend combos like Tekken? The current reward is weird. I actually thought of a pretty sick reward for uh, stage transitions. I think this would actually make stage transitions super cool, even if they don't extend it. One, you can make it so that they extend the combo, right? So if they extend the combo, but I'm pretty sure one of their goals was to make sure that Once it happens, you weren't trapped in the corner anymore. I think they were trying to help people escape the corner from being beat up. My idea for the Strange Transition is not to give super meter, not to give tension gauge, but you should be rewarded with half a chunk of your burst gauge. The burst gauge is really, really valuable in the game, and it builds up very, very slowly. And if you just use the burst, That would actually propel you to try to hit... Shout-outs to Dio Stando for the subscription. Thank you. Thank you for the subs. Thank you for the sub for the three months here. Uh, But if you gained uh, burst meter... I think that would be really cool because then if you have a full burst gauge or if you're almost full, you can decide not to do it. But if you just use the burst or you're halfway full and you really want that because you're about to die and you want that one last chance, I think that would be super cool if they just made it so that the stage transition gave you a bunch of burst meter because that would be something that you would definitely want because then... um, you would also be able to keep it between rounds so if it was at the end of a round you could do it just to give yourself burst for the next round etc and that way you could have more off and burst would become more of a free form usage kind of thing if stage transitions were there so my cat is attacking my finger through the table hole But I can't show you guys because I can't move. I can't adjust the camera low enough. But there's like one of those table holes that you can put the wires through because it's meant to be a computer desk. And my cat is on my lap currently, which you can't also see as well. But then that means she's attacking. Ow! Oh my god. (laughs) All right, do not play with cat like that anymore. Ow. I don't know if you guys can see the blood on my finger now. Oh, God. Hmm. I got chip killed by cats. Oh, well, that's totally my own fault, Quincy. That's totally my fault. That has nothing to do with the cat. (laughs) I'm playing with my cat knowing she has claws, because, like, I'm an idiot, right? That's not anything wrong with the cats. It's just me being stupid. (laughs) You can't hit a cat for doing something like that. It's totally my fault. I'm the idiot, right? I'm the one who's being stupid about it. Ooh. Ow. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> one time use danger time activation. What are you trying to do here, Kong? What are you trying to do? But I think uh, I think uh, burst getting burst meter would actually be really really cool. Yeah, the Terry thing is the Terry stuff is actually really really cool. Hmm. Uh, problem is, I was focused on winning when I should not even care about winning. Yeah, that's one of the toughest things about online playing altogether. Water Kirby, they, games just don't do a good enough job to make it so that you want to just keep playing. Right. I mean that's the thing. Because the ranked mode is so focused on nothing but um your ranking points. And uh I think that they should change it so that there's a lot more to it to to it than that. So shout outs to Oni Ramen for the subscription here. But, again, like I said, I'm not here to tell you that ch- every game should have chip kills. I'm not here to tell you that chip kills are better. Eh, you know, old school, you guys are new school babies. You can't take chip kills. Like, the, the whole point is that, you know, um, it really just depends on the game. And chip kills are fine, right? And it's not a universal statement that chip kills are unearned and stuff. So, for example, if I uppercut you and you hit the ground and I throw a meaty fireball at you and you die... You know, that's the way it works, right? That's that's just how it works. And, and it's interesting because even in Street Fighter Four, in a game with chip kills, landing chip ultras was almost impossible because so many characters had ways to get away from that with their own EX invincible moves and stuff like that. You almost never saw meaty ultras for the kill because there was always so many ways to avoid it if the opponent had meter. Even in a game like Street Fighter 4 where chip kills were, were possible, it was really hard to chip kill people in that game. And, uh, you know, like I said yesterday, the interesting thing is people are like, oh, but it's not hype when you die by a chip kill or whatever like that, right? Like by a meaty fireball. But like I said, if the uppercut did one pixel more damage, and you died, you would have been hyped for the good uppercut, right? Now, obviously the argument is, oh, okay, well, it gave them a pixel left. I mean, it gave them zero health, they were still alive, they should have the chance for a comeback. Yeah, sure, but then you consider that in the situations where they have one pixel left, right? So if you uppercut them, they have one pixel, they can block one meaty fireball, and then they can survive, if they implement the Street Fighter II method, where the the, the last few chips only do one pixel. And then um, the other thing too that's really really cool about that situation too is um uh, hang on I forgot what I was gonna say so I'm gonna check out this link here from Haru Haru I don't know what this is Wow versus Daigo epic comeback I have not I'm not, probably I've seen this a long time ago but uh. We can watch this together here. So, if we watch this match here, let's take a look at this, shall we? Uh, Turn this volume down. Here we go. Okay, so, Wow has no more life. Like, knowing that there's chip kill in this game, how how does this not like high tension right here? Daigo's already messed up. He's just not anti aired at all. Oh, dang. Daigo hasn't even gone for a wake-up uppercut. Because there's so many ways to avoid it. You can backdash to avoid those uppercuts, too. Oh my god. (laughs) <laughs> so it's always funny how the Japanese chats Always have the ability to like Write stuff all over the screen like that And stuff like that mm. But again, you know, again those It's just, it's just different sense, uh, situations, right? Like, would that comeback have been as exciting If there wasn't chip kills? Probably not To be honest with you Knowing that at any point in time Daigo could have killed him With just one good block string into uppercut Or block string into fireball is, uh, ...is really nice. And, and like I said yesterday on the chat, there are times where I've seen many rounds where someone gets the opponent down to zero health, and they become so focused on landing that one normal that they can cancel into a special for the chip kill, that it actually hurts their gameplay. Like, the fact that that's a different win condition all of a sudden. You've added a new win condition, which is just land a bufferable normal, right? Like, as soon as you do that, that's, that's kind of neat. You added a different win condition, and now all of a sudden the game changes, right? That's another thing that I don't like about ch- lack of chip kill, is that when you have, like, far, four pixels or no health or whatever like that, the win conditions don't change. The gameplay doesn't change. Right? The fact that chip kills create a different win condition creates a different thought process and different kind of tension and a different game all of a sudden... In the, in the zero health situations, when you have zero vital, you're playing a different game all of a sudden. You can't even block normals that you know are cancelable. You can be in range where you can block something like an 8-on far-standing heavy kick, but as soon as you get in range where he can cancel crouch medium punch into jaguar kick, you might die. If it's not a true block string. You might uppercut in between, but then it's super hype. Without the chip kill, then you just take it and whatever, you're just back into whatever situation you're in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's the kind of thing that I-, I like about chip kills, is it creates a different thing. It like all of a sudden a different kind of game comes into play. A different win condition shows up, and now all of a sudden the strategy of the game changes. And that can affect both sides. I have seen the person with all the health left lose because they become so obsessed with trying to land that chip kill that they just drop all their strategy and then they end up dying, right? And so now you have to have this extra layer. Without the chip kill, everyone just keeps playing the same way that they were playing before. Like, the only difference now is, oh, maybe I can hit you with an overhead. And that's like it, right? That's like the whole entire difference. And that's not exciting, right? If you have little health left and someone dies by an overhead, nobody sits there and goes, oh, that wasn't exciting. That was boring, right? Like, no, because you know that's the win condition. And so when they get hit by it, you're like, oh, it's exciting. And so when you actually chip someone to death, that's exciting. When you see the zero health and the guy finds a way to get in there for the crouching medium kick into the upper, it's actually kind of exciting like that. So, yeah, and exactly, I like having the reward for having the lead, just like say no to weeb says. <clears throat> and that's the thing is like I, I I really really want to have it so that you are rewarded for having that life lead. You sh- the, the person with the, with the life deficit should be scared, should be more scared. So for in games like Blaze Blue Cross Tag. You know, without having chip kills is cool. That's fine. You don't need chip kills in that game because there's just so many ways to open the opponent up that, you know, by the time you have zero health left, you're basically dead. Same thing for Tekken, right? When you're Tekken, basically you die by chip as well, which is the uh, l- the unreactable lows, right? In Tekken, basically unreactable lows, according to all the Tekken players, is like chip death, right? If you look, think of it as chip death. It's kind of the same thing, and so that's why it's so clutch when someone gets the low parry in those situations, or the hop kick over the low, or manages to block it and punish it with the while standing, you know, fours and stuff like that. Uh, it's 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 really really cool because that's in the same thing in Tekken when you have no health left. I call it almost an unwinnable situation because literally a down forward one or a down four is gonna kill you and it really is just a 50/50 and it sucks right so normally the whole entire time you play Tekken you'll like get hit by a down four and you're like whatever keep fighting get hit by one of those moves like a like a, like a, a, a Kasumi, Kasumi, uh down back three you get hit by a, a Fang down two. You get hit by those, and you're like, oh, okay, he's poking at me, I gotta read the down, I gotta read the low pattern, whatever, he hit me, that's fine, I keep going, right? You can react to stuff like snake edges that do a lot more damage that lead to combos and stuff like that, but the unreactable lows, you kind of take them and try to block them whenever you, and avoid them whenever you can, but as soon as you get down to the point where you have no health left, all of a sudden, everything changes, you can't take that anymore, and now you're just trying to run away from them and not be in that position where you have to take that 50-50. It's the exact same thing with chip kills, right? It's the exact same kind of situation. Now, the difference is that there are no KO situations like a meaty fireball that will kill you, right? Which is what a lot of people don't like. And yeah, in that case, maybe we just add an extra mechanic that just makes it so that you can uh, do something skillful to avoid chip damage, right? Or something that costs meter, so make it like Mortal Kombat 11 where there's actually a little bit of ability to spend meter like you block it and then or I like I said I even say just have your stun meter build up and if you just block too many special moves the stun meter eventually fills up and then you fall dizzy anyway and you die so you can take a few of them and if you can avoid blocking anything else any other special moves during that time you can actually recover the health so let's say you are at zero stun and then you block a special move with zero health it fills up halfway and it starts draining again and then you block another one it fills up halfway and it starts draining again etc cetera, etc cetera. i think that would be really cool <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and it's true, uh, um, Boats and Joes. You know, spend more energy on just picking games that do things that we like rather than throwing pennies into the developer wishing well. Yeah, but I mean, we've seen already, you know, how much, you know, uh, voices like Say Jam, you know, he's talked about the netcode thing and it's just kind of like spurred this giant netcode thing and now everybody's talking about it everywhere. It's important to talk about these things and it's important also to educate the minds of what players are thinking out there because the players' voices are heard. And as much as people don't like to admit it, Street Fighter is a product of the people's voices, right? I hated Uppercut FADCs. I hate Invincible Backdash. I hate uh, uh, Throw Option Selects. I hate Crouch Tags. I hate this. I hate that. I hate everything. I hate Invincible Uppercuts. Street Fighter V is a uh, product of what everybody hated in Street Fighter 4. So as a result, Street Fighter 5 ended up as a game that people disliked even more, right? And, and, And why did that happen? It's because people don't understand what they actually hate. That's the thing. People don't understand what they actually hate. Early in season one in Street Fighter V, everyone hated wake-up jabs. Everybody hated wake-up jabs. You don't see people complaining about it anymore because wake-up jab was never the problem. Wake-up jab was never the problem. The problem was the fact that there's a quick rise and a back roll that was designed to make it so it was hard to meaty somebody, so wake-up jabs were very strong. Right? Wake Up Jabs were not the problem, but if you let the voices go out there and complain about it, then it actually goes to the point where everybody starts parroting the same thing. Everybody says, oh, Wake Up Jabs is the pro- Wake Up Jabs are stupid. And they don't realize what the actual problem is. Invincible Uppercuts were not a problem, but everyone complained about them when they didn't have them. So everyone complained about it. Now nobody has them, right? And it's it's stupid. It's lame this way. It's like not fun. And so what happens is if you don't talk about these things, if people who haven't been playing fighting games for 20-some years don't talk about this and, you know, try to help people understand that what you hate isn't actually the problem then we're gonna end up in a situation where people complain about something that isn't actually the problem and then when they fix it it's a, now it's worse it's worse so um, i actually right exactly so no more one frame links so now everybody has super easy combos right I don't think one-frame links are fun, right? Like, I only thought one-frame links were okay because plinking existed. If plinking didn't exist, then one-frame links I thought would have been super annoying to have to deal with, especially for characters like Vega and Guile, who their bread and butters required one-frame links on their light buttons, so unless you modified your joystick, you didn't have access to plinking to make it easier. If your one-frame link was on heavy or mediums, that was actually not as bad because plinking actually was a cool technique that helped you overcome that problem and turned it into a two-frame link. But the thing about it is, okay, so everyone complained about one-frame links. Everybody complained about uppercut FADC. And so as a result, the message that has been received in many fighting games is we don't want complicated combos. And so they just made it so that there's no creativity in combos anymore. As opposed to making combos have an ability to... Do better damage as a harder combo, but only slightly like that's the thing, right? Like you could make it so that the, the easier B&Bs do decent like uh, like 90 90 to 95 percent of the damage of the complex characters. Right. That is something that uh, Skullgirls does well. Like everybody in Skullgirls can do a very basic combo, but then there's the more complex combos. And then in the end, it was more important to have the resets in Skullgirls anyway. Uh, They did add more complex stuff back in with later characters, Boats and Joes. And yes, I agree. That's why I like a lot of the new characters. It's why I like Poison, why I like Lucia, why I like Honda, why I like G, why I liked Manat, right? So I like the fact that they brought a lot of that stuff back. And that was really cool. It's why Manat was like one of my favorite characters for the longest time is because I I just I just it was so cool to to have something that I could practice finally for once. So, you know, the reason why I'm frustrated with people complaining about chip kills being unhype, being unearned, being unrewarded is not because I think that they're wrong that, you know, chip that having no chip kills is a good thing. Like I said, depends on the game. Some games that absolutely have no chip kills, right? The reason why I'm frustrated about it is because it's a misinformed situation, right? Chip kills not being hype, not being earned are both false statements, right? Because on the opposite end, then that means comebacks are not earned, right? But then they'll be like, no, the comebacks are completely earned. Well, yeah, same thing. The chip kills are absolutely earned if you got them, right? That's just the thing, right? It's not an either or. You can have chip kills earned, you know, or comebacks can be earned or not earned whether there's chip kills or not. You know, if there is a chip kill or not a chip kill, if you get your KO against the enemy, it's earned. Everything is earned, right? Because everybody is living under the same system, right? If it was just that only projectiles could chip kill and nothing else could chip kill, maybe you'd have an argument that was unearned because then you're like half the characters can't even chip kill at this point in time, right? And only these guys can. Why is that a thing, right? The the, 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 real, the real thing is just that a lot of people just don't like dying by chip. That's just what it is. They just don't like dying by chip, but if they understand the concept and how the game changes, once you get to the point where there actually are chip kills, then you understand and appreciate the chip kills, and you feel like they're even more earned by the players who manage to get the chip kills. That's the whole point, right? That's the whole main thing. Is that once you start understanding how the chip kills play into things, you start getting more hype about it. When you watch Tekken and you see the chip kill, or when you see the low kills or the low parry, you understand it, right? Because you just understand Tekken that it's such a dangerous situation. You get hype about it, and so if you're playing a Street Fighter game where the chip kills are possible, and some guy, and you understand how easy it is to chip someone then you realize it's really not as easy as you think. And then the person who actually lands the chip earned it, right? And that's the thing. It's like when you understand the system, you understand the risks and the rewards, and you understand why it's so great that they actually... The threat of chip will get someone to jump at you so you can uppercut them. And that's actually super cool, right? The problem that I have right now with the entire chip discussion, chip kill discussion, is that the people who don't like chip kills I feel like are misinformed when they talk about that it's not hype and that it's not an earned victory. It is absolutely hype. It is absolutely earned. And there and it's kind of like what David said yesterday. It's it's both ways. No matter what the rule is, it's good both ways, right? It's it's good both ways. If a game doesn't have chip kills, we'll deal with it. We'll learn how to uh, get around it. It's just, I'm afraid, in my own personal view, the only reason why I prefer chip kills is because it creates a different endgame meta, because it also empowers zoning characters a little better. And uh, I actually think that it rewards players for having a lead. But I understand that that's a complete l- opinion. That's my opinion on the matter. I'm not saying that this is why every game should be that way, because I think if, you know, Blaze Blue Cross Stack Battle had chip kills, that would be awful. I think that would be awful. But in a game like Street Fighter, I think those things would be very, very good. So. That's kind of where I stand, and, and and the reason why I talk about these things, the reason why I talk about things that, you know, are almost kind of like wishing well kind of things is because I'm hoping that I can get people to understand this so that they don't argue things in a way that is misinformed, that affects future games, That creates a situation where they monkeys paw themselves and get what they want and turns out that they don't like it because they don't actually understand what the problem actually is. And that's kind of the way it works. So, um... Uh, and that's, see, cool cat, but that's the thing, right? Uh, I don't even think that that's necessarily true. You know, it's fed up because chip kills help one kind of player. No chip kills helps the other kind of player. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think chip kills helps everybody. Obviously, it doesn't help certain characters, but that's fine. That's, you make your choice when you pick your character all the time on whether or not they have certain tools or not, right? If you're going to be mad that your character has no way to chip-kill people, then you should be mad that your character has no wake-up EX uppercut. Right? You've just accepted the fact that if you play Zangief, that if you play Mika, that if you play, you know, certain characters, Poison, you don't have a wake-up EX. You just don't. And that's just part of the game because for some reason in your mind, it's okay to accept the fact that not everybody has a get-off-me-wake-up-EX option. But for some reason, with chip kills, all of a sudden you're like, man, my character doesn't have a chip kill? Grrr! And then you're mad, right? Like, it, it doesn't make any sense, right? You can't be mad when your character doesn't have something because that's your decision when you pick the character. You know what tools they have, and you accept it. And in fact, again, I like that variety, right? I'm fine with characters not having... Uh, certain powers. That's always a better thing, right? Hi. I hope you guys heard that. (laughs) Ow. Ow. My foot is asleep. My leg is asleep because I was sitting cross-legged on the chair and the cat was sleeping on my leg. Ooh. Yeah, but I think it's better that SF4. I think I like SF5 poison way more than SF4 poison. It's not even a question. I hated Fireball poison so bad, dude. I thought Fireball poison was such a such a terrible character design. I know it was based off of uh Final Fight Revenge, but you don't want to base anything off of Final Fight Revenge to be honest with you. Um <laughs> yeah, that works too, boats and joes. That works too. Uh, but like I said, uh, I like MK eleven system because there's chip kills in that game. But they added this little extra layer with it. Now all of a sudden, ah, all of a sudden people are okay with the chip kills. Yeah, SF four poison would be messed up in Street Fighter five. So, kitty. Mm. Look at this, bud. Look at this butt head. What a butthead. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, does anybody have anything else to ask me about the about this topic? Again, my biggest concern about chip kills is just that I just don't want people to have misinformation. I don't want them to spread the argument that they see other people write that it's unhyped, that it's unearned, because to me that's a false argument. And really, we have to boil down, if chip kills are that much of a problem, then you have to boil the chip kill problem down to something else in the game, right? That's just what it is. It's not the fact that chips kill that's not cool. It's the fact that, that it just happens way too often. So, and yeah, I mean, it does require a ton of skill to, to chip kill somebody. And like I said, it's, it's just one of those situations where, You know, I mean, you have the Kappa face, so I know you're joking a little bit, but but also, you know, you earn that chip kill. You absolutely earn that chip kill. If you uppercut someone to zero health and you get a meaty fireball and they die, you absolutely earn that situation because you got them to zero health in the first place. They should be in trouble for having no health. You should have an advantage for having more health. And that's just my opinion. That's my argument on why you should have chip kills. But I'm not saying that if no chip kills exist, that it's a bad game, that all of a sudden everything is ruined. I just personally don't like it as much, right? But that's my argument to it. That's my logic to it. And, you know, it's not just like, oh, it's less hype. It's, uh," you know, like, I mean, I've said comebacks, I think, are more hype without it. But, again, comebacks can be hype in every situation, right? It's just a different kind of hype. It's a different understanding of the situation is all it is. So... Ugh. Uh uh Undernight I do not believe has uh chip kills. I don't think that it does. Uh does Power Rangers Power Rangers definitely has chip kills, right? Uh, yeah, Naleb, uh, Guilty Gear 2020 Twenty didn't does not have chip kills, so a lot of people have been talking about that. Dude, everyone's been talking about Power Rangers and dude and how good that game is, and f- the fun time I played it compared to what I see now, it looks like it's a completely different game, and it's like, ooh, I actually really want to mess with that game now, because that game looks pretty sick, but it's just hard to find time. There's so many damn games to play, dude. There's just so many games to play. And it's really, really hard to find the time to play these games. Hang on a second. (laughs) Ah, no! Failed. Uh, I tried to get you guys a cat cam because the cat was being adorable and I was uh, rubbing his belly, but uh, I failed on that. I failed on that, so never mind. Unless he jumps back down on the table and starts getting his belly... Stop hitting the microphone. But uh, if you guys, yeah, I was going to do that right now, Instant Riot. If you guys have no other questions or something else that you want to talk about it, what I want to do now is do my Tepin polls. So let's do this. Let's do Teppan Devil Awakens card polls. So I'm going to change the category to Teppan. Oh, God, look at you. Look at you. Oh. Hang on a second. Before we start that, we're going to do Cat Belly Rub Stream here. Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this booger over here, oh, oh, look at this. Oh, I'm just playing drums on my cat, bongos on my cat's stomach. Oh, God, what a, what a boy, what a boy. Oh...